Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. If only they'd used ACDC as the theme tune. Mercedes are back in black. That's at least according to the car they unveiled a moment ago uh, this morning in a digital launch. But the car is hitting the track today for its first shakedown with George Russell behind the wheel. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell and new reserve driver Mick Schumacher were all on stage alongside boss Toto Wolff. And we got to see... Quite a revised car, actually, for this year. But we know the cars that we're seeing. Any launch is not going to be the car that eventually goes out in quali in Bahrain for that first race. And they've even got some updates, I think, planned uh, after the first four races. But to discuss that, our Grand Prix editor, Alex Kalanorkis, joins me on the podcast. This is a recording of what we made for our YouTube channel as well. So if you've seen that, this is the same thing. You can also follow our YouTube channel, subscribe to that for our launch series videos, or you can always uh, get some of those chats here on the podcast channel as well. Uh, I asked Alex if the return to the black livery, uh, what he thought of that, certainly an era when a couple of years ago, the performance on track at least was a lot better for Mercedes. Oh, I mean, 2021 and 2020 compared to 2022 when the silver came back. Yes, much more successful in terms of uh, wins and and titles for for Mercedes. But uh, this time around, 2023, W14, slightly different reason why they've got uh, a black livery and that's primarily to do with weight saving the team is very open about this it spoke last year about how it never really got down to the weight target or at least it wasn't sufficiently under it so that it could move the ballast around nicely because it was basically just throwing bits on the car to try and claw back downforce to try and claw things back in a different way and that actually was was adding weight uh, because it wasn't obviously handling optimally uh, Mercedes will hope that has been fixed I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that uh, that later on the potential of the car how things might go with the with the various new bits and new shapes but yeah Toto Wolff 
pretty much up front out, out saying it you know we are we are all about saving weight so it's completely naked carbon that seems to be the the phrase of the moment we're looking at the other teams I think we're going to have quite a dark sort of the cars are just going to look sort of homogenous and all sort of all sort of uh, yeah pretty dark color schemes going on there um but interesting also Toto he mentioned the uh, you know the the, the the classic uh reason why this is harking back to the history of Mercedes and the silver arrows taking the white off uh, the bare aluminium underneath I'm pretty sure that's actually an urban myth I can't I can't confirm that here and now everyone go away do your own research but I don't think that's necessarily 100% true but it is uh, is obviously famous part of the Mercedes story nevertheless so yeah black is back it's completely bare carbon Mercedes is going to have to hope it goes as well in 2023 as it did in 2020 and 2021 well, okay, leave us a comment below if you know the true story behind that. Now, at the end, it was a very professional, polished, digital launch. Say different to, for, I'm still talking about Ferrari's launch yesterday. I'm kind of obsessed about it, which was different to oily bits and engineering and the drivers in their race suits. It was at the end, Toto even addressed the camera directly like we are and said, oh, we're delighted that we could show you the real car today. And now we're going to take it to the track in an hour's time. But the big question for you, our Grand Prix editor, was this? A real car. Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting that they had Mike Elliott there, obviously technical director uh, of the, of the Mercedes team, because I spoke to him uh, at the end of last year, and it was really really interesting chatting to him about what had gone wrong with the W13, what they were hoping to fix in the W14, but he couldn't quite say either thing because that's the that's the, the Formula One thing, right? They never want to give away the answers. He was like, I can't tell you exactly where it went wrong because that will reveal what we're trying to fix for the W14. But essentially, we're led to understood. Mercedes feels what you saw last year with the W13's concept was right. They just went slightly wrong. In one, it turns out it was one bit of simulation data, one result that sent them down the wrong path. They didn't spot that early enough. A series of subsequent mistakes were made. And that's when obviously every team had porpoising problems, but theirs were were so fantastically massive. Um, so Mercedes basically feels if we can get back to the point where we went wrong, we think there's lots and lots of potential in the car. They talk about if you, I think that the, the figure that was bandied about was three or four tenths that they could just unlock at a stroke if they're successful in doing the work they needed to unpick what had gone wrong, what Mike Elliott said was baked into the W13. And essentially, we're talking really about the big floor. It was it was flexing under peak load. It was triggering massive porpoising. Mercedes did get on top of that last year. So. Basically, it is an evolution car because Mercedes couldn't go. There's almost no point going back and starting again. I'm sure we'll come and talk uh, later on about why Mercedes hasn't just turned up with a a Red Bull copy or something like that. Um, So basically, so, you know, we've got the zero pods. They're still there, but they're ever so slightly different. The side pods are sort of tighter and, and sleeker in different places. So... Essentially, this time around, it's the middle of the side pods that's slightly, uh, slightly wider. And that means that they're also sort of less tight to the rear. So the floor looks slightly smaller. So Mercedes obviously working with the, the raised height on the floor as a change to the diffuser. Looks like they are working on what really did go wrong there with the car. And yet at the same time, are confident that what they saw in the initial initial promise of the package of the W13 is there too. Uh, we've got, um, and Mike Elliott said, um, brand new front and rear suspension uh, too. So, you know, obviously they they, they looked at the, the aeroflows and structures going around that. And uh, the new nose as well. It looks, uh, looks much longer and, and sleeker compared to last year. Oh, let's dig into porpoising a little bit more. I remember last year at testing, and you were trackside, and you and I spoke afterwards, and clearly everyone was discovering what was to be a big feature of last season. But Mercedes, even at that time, Mercedes, particularly the second test, you were surprised about how extreme it was 
in places. And Ferrari had it as well, but seemed to get it under control. But you've mentioned Mercedes struggle with porpoising, bouncing, if you want to call it that. Some people call them two different things, two different phenomena. But let's dig into that uh, you know, a little bit more. Surely to get rid of it is just to copy the the way that either Red Bull solved it or a different car philosophy because they can't afford... I mean, we even had it in, in Shakedown last year, even though they weren't going at huge speeds, it started to rear its head. So what what can they do to kind of guarantee that when the car hits the track this afternoon, that phenomena is gone? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm actually going to answer this uh, slightly randomly with uh, something from a driver from a different team. What he was saying, Carlos Sainz at the Ferrari launch yesterday, was essentially saying, until we drive the car, until we test it properly, we don't really know if porpoising is 100% gone. But obviously the changes that the FIA have implemented, raising the floor, not as much as the FIA wanted. The team's objected to it coming up by 15 millimetres, only 10 now. Uh, changes to the diffuser as well. And keeping that oscillation metric that, you know, the checking things aren't bouncing too much. It's all going to be part of it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether it does fix it 100%. I think, you know, the suggestion is that Mercedes last year felt it had eliminated porpoising, but maybe not like to get the drivers totally comfortable. Like Lewis Hamilton was talking about feeling it still bouncing and, and still moving around that little bit more than George Russell at the end of last year. Interesting, by the way, I think um, it'd, be a, it'd be a nice birthday present today for George Russell if he does, you know, when he shakes down the car at Silverstone and it's not uh, porpoising and bouncing around horrifically, that'll probably please him very well. Also, no Storm Eunice like there was when Mercedes launched its car last year. So it certainly should be uh, uh, calmer conditions. Um, but yeah, es- essentially, you know, by making well, sort of making changes that at least appear to make the floor slightly smaller, I think Mercedes, at the very least, should is feeling confident, should be feeling happier that it's not going to have the, the the same horrific sort of extent to the problem of last year. But as as science has said for Ferrari as well, which you now that car was still bouncing all the way through the season, um, you, you're not going to know until testing starts whether it's totally gone. I wonder if they watched the Ferrari launch yesterday and went, hey, that's our front wing from Austin that we weren't allowed to run. But the gap isn't to close to Ferrari. The gap is to close to Red Bull. And my final question to you is, can they close that gap to Red Bull and even pull ahead, deliver Lewis that that number eight world title that is uh, eluding him at the moment? What do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that uh, that front wing concept does uh, appear on Mercedes uh, very early on in the season because never actually outlawed. The suge- it, was just, it just understood that had it been run, challenges might have arrived, uh, so, so arisen rather. And, uh, and Mercedes opted, op- opted not to do it, but it's it's legal in the rules now, so maybe they'll head back that way. But uh, yeah, in terms of closing the gap to Red Bull, this is again why it wasn't, it wouldn't necessarily have been, unless you had a cast iron guarantee that it would work, it's why it's not sensible to just go, right, we're going to copy the RB18 because you're a year behind in terms of development. You're a year behind in understanding that concept. And as I said earlier, Mercedes is confident in its base package. Like it is confident that what it tried to do last year should have worked, but things went wrong. And if it doesn't go down that incorrect alley, if it, if it doesn't have that wrong result in its simulation, it's, it, it should at a, at a stroke, if it's been successful, have unlocked two, uh, sorry, three or four tenths that it said was baked into the old car concept. That's a massive gain to Red Bull. Now, the problem is has Red Bull also made a similar gain with its own work? Because we know that it's uh, it's testing, it's ATRs, it's testing restri- uh, aero testing restrictions are reduced. They're reduced anyway because of the sliding scale uh, for Red Bull. But that's, you know, in terms of the punishment for the cost cap breach, that's going to come in more for the 2024 car. The 2023 car should, in theory, build upon uh, Red Bull's advantage for, 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 for last year. And that's the problem with Formula 1. Things never stay the same. So even though if Mercedes has made a massive gain, if Red Bull was even made half of that gain, 
in theory, Red Bull should still be ahead. But, you know, I think the problem is, is we're sort of hearing, or I've, I've certainly heard mixed messages about how successful Mercedes is going to be this year. One source is very, very confident that they've, they've, they've gained massively. Another still hearing similar problems. So it's, it, you know, you'd like to think it's somewhere down the middle. If you're hearing both sides, probably the truth is buried somewhere in the middle there. But if Mercedes has unlocked what it feels it can or feels it couldn't last year, but could with a with a car reset, then it's going it, to, it, it hopefully will be closer. And the reason why I say hopefully is because everyone wants to see a multi-team fight, right? It got pretty boring watching, watching Max Verstappen dominating all those races as good as he was. And it's not his fault. He can only, you know, race against the opposition that he's got. But, uh, you know, an on-form, an up-for-it Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton and the, and, the, and the charging George Russell as well, up against Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, hopefully Ferrari too. Ferrari looked very, very confident yesterday at their launch. I mean, that would uh, that would be great. And that's what Formula One wants. It wants the 2010 that followed 2009. That's really what it what it wants for this season. And, you know, from, from, a, from a media point of view, from a fan point of view, I really hope that's what we get. Oh, thanks, Alex. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Next, we go to a nightclub for Alpine. Uh, well, I don't, but some of the guys do. And uh, that's for what we think is just a, either a season launch slash livery launch for Alpine. It, they probably won't have the real car on stage in a nightclub in swanky central London, but we'll wait and see. That's going to be our next uh, video. We're also going to be talking to Luke Smith over the next couple of days about the launch season so far, what he thinks of that as we wrap that up. And then, countdown's on. We'll be getting straight into pre-season testing, which, of course, we'll have full coverage every night here on the podcast channel. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.